Welcome to Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, a podcast presentation of Black Barrel Media and Ritual Productions. This is an episode-by-episode look at the award-winning TV show Friday Night Lights created by Peter Berg. I'm Stacey Oristano. I played Mindy Collette Riggins. And I'm Derek Phillips, and I played Billy Riggins. Our assumption is that you, our listeners, have already watched the show. But if you haven't already, go watch Friday Night Lights, which is currently streaming on Netflix and Peacock TV, because there will be spoilers in our podcast. If... You want to support our show, subscribe for free to our new YouTube channel where you can access exclusive content. We have a YouTube handle that makes it easy to find us. That's youtube.com slash at Clear Eyes Full Hearts. Also, we are continuing to release new episodes of the podcast every other week. That's right. So join us as we recap all your favorite episodes, chat with amazing guests. And answer your questions. Email us everything you've ever wanted to know at Pod at gmail.com. Today, Season 5, Episode 4, Keep Looking. It was written by Bridget Carpenter and directed by Todd McMullen. Here is our NBC synopsis. The Lions welcome a new player, and Coach Taylor is forced to play mediator when tensions erupt in the locker room. We have that new player, Jeff Rosick, a.k.a. Buddy Jr., joining us today. But before we talk to Jeff, let's recap this episode. Before we recap this episode, I want to give a big shout out. As of this day of recording, two days ago, Jeremy Sumter had a little baby girl. So congrats, Jeremy Sumter. Jeremy Sumter had a little baby girl on my birthday, Stacey. Oh, God, that's right. You share a birthday. You and Lucy Snow have a little bit. Just shout out. Congrats. (laughs) Not congrats to Derek. Congrats to Jeremy. I figured as much. Stacy, at the top of this episode, you're tie bowing. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. Uh, I do not enjoy. I do not enjoy the tie bow. There's a lot of bouncing and punching. I like punching things. I don't love the bouncing so much, but they also wanted me to look really winded, so they had me do it for 20 minutes before we rolled. <laughs> that was going to be my next question. So do you tie bow in real life? No. No, okay. I was going to ask you, is that real sweat at the top of the episode? Because you literally look like you were dying there. And I was like, either she's doing a really good job of acting or she is actually dying. Dying. I love dying. it. Dying. They were like, while we're setting up, we're going to put this DVD on for you and just do it. I was dead. And as we told you guys at the start of this season, season five, we weren't actually shooting this in the wintertime. We were shooting it. This episode probably would have been sometime around like June or maybe mid-May in Texas. So it's starting to get pretty toasty. No air conditioning running in the the Riggins house. house. Oh, boy. Nice and sweaty and stinky. I love it. But it was one of those things where it was like, oh, I should probably go work out my endurance and actually work out in real life. Thanks, guys. I got it. Thanks a lot. Uh, you guys, it's Buddy Jr., but as we call him, Bud Light. Bud Light, yes. Bud Light's finally here. Does he not look exactly like he could be Brad Leland's son? Like it's stupid good. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, he looks like he could be Brad Leland's son. And like, this is one of those rare times where they actually found a guy who looks exactly like the character he's supposed to be playing. And he can act. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a good actor. I can only imagine, like, in the casting office or when they got sent to, like, studio or whatever. And they were like, oh, my God, we just struck gold. Yeah. This is amazing. We're going to have Jeff on later in this podcast. Just love it. <laughs> it's heaven. Okay. He makes him up from the airport. They're driving down the street. Garrity Motors is donezo. 
I totally forgot about that. But yes, apparently know. it's done. I didn't either. I completely and totally forgot about that. That's the first introduction the audience would have to it, right? Yes. I don't think it's been, said, think it's been said until that moment. Like we know that Buddy's opened the bar, but I just assumed when he opened the bar that that was part of you know his slow corporate takeover of Dillon, Texas. I didn't realize that Garrity Motors was closed down. I also love in this scene that, you know, they're talking about Satan, the plant-based food or whatever, but he says, nature already has meat. Nature already has meat. It's called a cow. I love it. So now all of the wayward people of Dylan who need jobs will go work at Buddy's Bar. Yes. Yes. Okay. Good to know. That's how it's probably going to go down. Meanwhile, this scene with Coach and Jess and Vince, where they're in his office, fantastic. Vince at the very end. He and Jess are having a massive argument about, you know, her being the equipment manager on the team. And it's already led to some arguments in the locker room. And Coach pulls them both aside and he's like, look, we got to have a discussion about this. And at the end of the conversation, Vince looks at Coach after Jess has left the room and he just goes, these women getting out of hand. And immediately Coach goes, get the hell out of my office. And this whole entire argument, though, it felt like a very Tammy Coach argument between Jess and Vince. Like it's all kind of surface level. They still love each other. They're not yelling at each other. Mm. But they're definitely not seeing eye to eye on an issue. I thought it was well played by everybody involved. I love Vince like trying to get a man to man moment yes. with Coach, and then Kyle <laughs> having one of those moments that we talk about where he actually gets to be really funny. Yes, it was just like a perfect five seconds. Just brilliant. Vince is trying to bond with Coach over this trying. thing. He's gonna, he, like women, am I right? And he's like, "Get the hell out of my All office!" Right. Oh, beautiful little moment. Meanwhile, not beautiful. Becky's dad is just the literal worst. Yeah, he is the worst. But he's played wonderfully by Lee Stringer. I just want to say, just to toot your horn for a second here, Stacey. To toot? I really love the look that you gave Becky at the end of this scene. We're starting to see that despite some of her early protestations, Mindy is starting to get a little bit attached to Becky. And I just want yeah. to tell you it was well played. It's a very subtle, but very noticeable, like, I guess those are in contrast with each other, but very <laughs> subtle little moment there where it's like, oh, she's starting to feel for this girl. Mindy sees a little of herself in a young Becky. I wanted to talk to you about that later. We'll talk about it later oh, in this episode. Will. Yeah. Oh, Vince's life is so complicated. I find him to be such a good, caring son. Of his mother. And this was a really lovely scene with him and his mom. Angela, meanwhile, looks beautiful in this scene. One of those rare times where the show actually kind of puts some makeup on her and, and doesn't have her look like she's strung out. She looks really beautiful in that scene. As an audience, I think we all feel Vince's trepidation about her getting back with his dad, though. But he still tells her she's beautiful. He's a sweet boy. Okay, see how Tammy is with Epic in this episode. She is concerned for her well-being. She is concerned about why she is acting that way. She's concerned about a home life that's making this happen. This is what I wanted from Tammy last episode with, and I'm such a terrible person, the rally girl whose name I can't remember. Yeah, and now I can't remember it either. Oh, yeah, we're both terrible. But I'm just saying, that's what I wanted last episode. This is the Tammy I like and know. So you like Tammy again, is what you're trying to say? I do. I do. Wow. And that was a quick shift. <laughs> there was one episode shift. <laughs> I like her. All right. What are you going to do? Okay, you guys, the director of this episode was also our very long-running DP, and he snuck me the script two weeks before. I had no idea that I had like any like real storyline and stuff coming up. He snuck me the script into my trailer, and he was like, got some good stuff coming up. Read this. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And then I read this scene where I had to show Becky my ass, and I was like, oh, got two weeks. Let me get that in gear. I mean, I just wanted to tell you, Stacey, 
that I love, once again, how this relationship is developing with you two. And if it's any consolation, I think that your butt has completely and totally earned some night shifts. Thank you. There was a lot of discussion, too, about how much of my butt could I show on NBC, and we went through quite a few pair of underpants. It was a whole thing. The rally girl's name is Mara, by the way, played by Denise Williamson. Okay, how do we not remember that, though? I don't know, because I have a very close friend named Mara. We have a friend named Mara. Who's also an annoying rally girl. I don't actually know if I believe that her name is Mara. Her name is Mara, I promise you. Wow, okay. Bad on us. This TA, this TA who I wanted to be gone, he asked Julie, hey, can we get together or, like, hang out? Sir, walk away. He may be my least favorite Friday Night Lights character ever. (laughs) Yeah. He's a slimeball. I don't like him. I hear you. I, I mean, he's definitely on a top 10 for me. Wait till you find out that he's not just like he's married. Like we know that he's married at this point in time, but he's not as estranged as he claims to be. And he's got a kid. He's a slimeball. OK. Get the bricks, pal. He will become terrible. Yes. Mm-hmm. And very soon, too. We're going to see all about it. I say, sir, leave her alone. Coach says to Terry that just scares him. And I don't know why, but it's. This is my favorite thing that Coach has ever said. That whole scene is really well done. I also love that in this scene, Tammy starts talking about Epic and Coach says, what the hell kind of name is Epic? Sounds like something someone comes up with when they're drunk. And this is meanwhile, 100% Kyle giving a little wink and nod to the writers for naming a character Epic, because as we Mm -hmm. found out from David Hudgens, the name Epic literally came from them. I don't know if they were drunk at the time, but it sounds like it literally just being like, we need to come up with an Epic name. And that's where they need to be Epic. And then that's where they came up with Epic. And so kudos to Kyle for calling him out on that. (laughs) A wink and a nod. Yeah. Hey, look at me. I just kidnapped a kid. Mindy did kidnap a kid. I fully kidnapped We don't talk about this more often, but yes, you 100% kidnapped that kid. And to be honest with you, I can't blame you. Becky's dad and her stepmom are pretty terrible. That was an intense scene to shoot. Yeah. I remember that. We were all like riled up. Great scene, though. Great scene. It was super fun. I would like to point out, this isn't necessarily Stacey Corner, but for a school that we keep hearing about that they just don't have money, there's just some pretty nice decorations for that dance. They seemed expensive. What are you trying to say? That poor people shouldn't have dances or parties? Is that the hill you're going to die on here, Sticks? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying it doesn't look like a poor school dance. It looked really fancy. Wow. Wow. Unbelievable. Oh, God. Now you're going to Unbe- You're going to get canceled after this episode. What's a poor school dance look like, Stacey? <laughs> Friday Night Lights, Stacey Oristano says poor kids shouldn't have dances. Wow. Oh, my God. I hate you so much. I can't believe you would say that. Okay. Moving on. Jess, she likes football. I know she knows about football, her family and her brothers and whatever, but she's like a football savant. Yeah, she's most definitely a football genius. I mean, she grew up with the game and she knows it backwards and forwards because of her little brothers. I hated playing this scene and I hate watching it even more because Billy's like such a male chauvinist pig. I mean, Jess basically observes that Tinker is listening to the snap count and not watching the ball, which is making him like a half step slower. And she observes this. And Billy basically just hands her a cup and you're like, yeah, whatever, dummy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, just completely and totally dismisses it. And then he does something later in the episode that's even worse. I grew up with football. I know football backwards and forwards. There's no way in a million years I could have figured out what Tink was doing there. She's like, smart, smart. Yeah. I played football my whole entire life, but there was a guy, Mike Ortego, that I played with. He was a coach's son, too. And he was like, this guy just knew the game backwards and forwards. And it was like... 
we both played the same amount of football. How come I don't know as much as this guy? Some people just have a mind for it, you know? Not me. Nor me. Vince is not going to make this transition to father coming home easy, and he's right. I get he has boundaries and walls and trust issues, but I also, man, I want to win for Vince's mom. No, I hear you. There's a part of me that agrees with you, but I also sit here and watch and I go, I, I don't think he should make it easy. I feel for Regina. I 100% do. But Vince's dad mm. has a lot of making up to do. And Vince is just, he's just trying to protect her. Yeah. Listen, he is like, he's showing up at dinners. He's showing up at practice. I'm not saying all's forgiven yet, but I'm like seeing some dad effort. I know I'm going to get my heart broken later, but what I've seen now is dad nah, effort. I give him a very short rope, very short leash on this. Oh, God. But Lights, he's a little bit of a, a little rebel troublemaker. He's a little piece of. Yeah, you know what? He's a brat. Yeah. Punk kid stealing credit cards, stealing his dad's car, drinking his dad's booze. Drinking the booze. I'm going to say this and I can't believe it. Poor buddy. Yeah, actually, poor buddy. Poor buddy. Or is that a little bit of karma? Maybe in some respects, yeah. I do not like watching people throw up. <laughs> I don't enjoy it. There's two things Stacy hates in this world. It's poor kids having dances and watching people puke. <laughs> If you do that at the same time, I will lose my mind. <laughs> oh, boy. What a snob. <laughs> Look. Oh, my God. I hate you. <laughs> Look at Mindy getting all soft. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe Mindy's seeing a little bit of her father in some of this, in this scene. Yeah. And maybe seeing a little bit of herself. I think we maybe, you know, brushed on that earlier. But, yeah, I mm -hmm. think that she sees a little bit of herself in Madison. I always loved this storyline for you two. I really did. It's one of my favorite storylines on the show. I just liked a, a bit of, like, Mindy had a baby. She becomes a little more maternal, and then that goes outwardly towards Becky. And, like, yeah, because I didn't have any backstory for my father that I used it as, like, nope, that's what my dad did. That's not going to happen. Yeah. I'm not going to let this girl go through what I did. I don't know if that was true, but... There was a look in your eyes, in Mindy's eyes, when you guys were shooting that scene with Lee Stringer, her father, mm. and it was like, we're not doing this again. Like, she's been in that world, and she was like, uh-uh. Mama Grizzly pulled her out of there. That was the thought. But he Garrity says, of course he could play. He's a Garrity. It's in his blood. Yeah, I love that moment. Doesn't know what a three-point stance is, but sure, why not? Do I know what a three-point stance is? Come on, Stacey. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, this is the super rich kid's dance. Mm -hmm. Luke walks over to Becky. I almost am speechless. It was so smooth. And like, Luke has game? This is how Friday Night Lights work, Stacey. They're setting it all up. And like, he's looking real smooth here. He's got a lot of confidence. So smooth. But you know why he's got all this confidence? Because TMU just expressed interest in him. They wanted him to come on a recruiting trip. So he's feeling 10 feet tall and bulletproof. Okay. But you know how Friday Night Lights works. They're going to pull the rug right out from under this kid. So right now, he's smooth. He's feeling himself. He's feeling, you know, as I said, 10 feet tall and bulletproof. He's feeling pretty high on life. It was. It was just the whisper of, you like me. And I was like, oh. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Luke. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh, and then I screamed at my TV, Julie... No, 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 no. I did the no. exact same thing. I literally said, damn it, Jules. I think I had forgotten that she goes back with this guy. I'm just like, what are you doing? And like goes back with the intent to be like, hey, I'm going to tell you something. We know she went there to do that. Yes, 
You know, Julie's had a very roller coaster ride with me throughout the course of the show. Like she started off, she was annoying. I didn't like her. And then I fell in love with her. And now I'm going back to not liking her again. This is the decision she's making. Just ugh. I don't not like her. I need her to make smarter choices. Okay. So they find Bud Jr. Mm-hmm. Then Buddy runs after him. There's like the, the most action I've ever seen. Like that was a, like a good action scene. Yeah, it was. The running the fence, the pulling down. But then Garrity says, how can I help you, son? And in that moment of him being like so angry at all that his son has done, instead of like, you're in so much trouble, what he says is, how can I help you? And it was very sweet in a weird time. Brad Leland just really crushes that scene. He does this thing where he's like this polar bear who doesn't know how to handle himself in a situation. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, I, all I know is anger and he wants to help this kid, but he doesn't know how, you know? And you can see coach literally being like, calm down. Don't, don't hurt him. Don't, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. he doesn't know how else to express himself except for that anger. And then when he says in that moment, how can I help you, son? And his voice is kind of breaking a little bit. It just literally, my tear ducts started, you know? Because mm-hmm. he's ill-equipped to handle this situation. He doesn't know how to handle this He's a Neanderthal in some respects. Bridget Carpenter pulling out my heartstrings again. Really wonderful. Bridget. Yeah, well-written, great scene, great scene. I said this before, Billy's done a lot of unethical things on this show. He has. Don't be a smartass, Stacy. <laughs> but when he steals Jess's observation of Tinker reacting to the snap count and not the ball and basically pawns it off like it was his idea, I gotta say, beyond stealing copper wire, beyond you know, stealing cars and running a chop shop. This may be the most unethical thing he's done. It's pretty bad. I hated having to play it, but it is who Billy is. But just, It's ugh. pretty bad. The only thing that gives it redemption is Jess loves it. Yeah. And she smiles because you took her advice. Yeah, but not cool, Billy. Not cool. Not cool, Billy. One step forward, two steps back with this Billy guy. First and foremost, this scene at our dinner table, I believe we actually did play a real game of Boggle. You guys, I am Boggle champion. I don't toot my horn about like a lot of stuff. I am so good at Boggle. I don't think I've ever played Boggle, so. Oh God, it's so fun. And then at the end of that scene, Becky looks at a picture frame and it's a picture frame of Tim Riggins in his like full gear 33 that is the exact picture in the exact frame that I stole from set and gave to Mae Whitman for her birthday and she still has it. I also think it was good on production to include Tim. Remember that we haven't forgotten about him, that he's still there. He's the ghost in that house, you know? A sort of a seat at the table, but not really. Yeah. Yeah. I like all of the guys walking through and like loving the gym equipment and everything probably like smells a lot better there too. And then Vince walks into a room full of grown-ups and those grown-ups stand up when he walks in the room. Yeah, big moment for Vince. But the problem is that that was supposed to be a recruiting trip for Luke. So TMU recruited Luke and said, hey, invite six of your buddies knowing that he would probably invite Vince. And then they could get Vince one-on-one and have a recruiting. So they're not interested in Luke. I didn't get that. Yeah. Like, that's why Luke was walking around all high on life and why he was smooth with Becky. Because this whole entire episode, Luke's feeling himself. He's feeling like, yeah, I'm going to be a hotshot stud college football player. One, This major university wants me to come down there and play. So it's also, you know, it's making him feel more confident with women. It's making him more confident in life. He gets down there and they immediately um... pull Vince aside, unbeknownst to Luke. 
So they don't think if they would have asked Vince to come, he would have gone. I don't know. I think maybe they were trying to go behind Coach's back in some respects. Oh, but it's shady. I see that. It's beyond shady is what it is. See, you explain the show to me sometimes. Yeah, it reminds me of hanging out with Taylor Kitsch sometimes, you know, because I used to have girls come up to me and be like, hey, what's going on? What are you up to tonight? And I'd sit there mm-hmm. and chat up a girl for hours, and then she'd go run over to Taylor. It's exactly like that is what it's it exactly is. exactly what it was. Anyway, guys, we're about to jump into this interview with Jeff Rossick, so please stick around. We are thrilled to have the ridiculously talented Jeff Rossick, a.k.a. Buddy Garrity Jr., a.k.a. Bud Light, on the show with us today. Jeff is an actor, music composer, and writer from Portland, Oregon, and has been seen on numerous TV shows and films, including The Great Alaskan Race, Aquarius, Bones, Camp Abercorn, Norman, and Parenthood. Jeff, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the invite. This is so great to be here, guys. Yeah, buddy. So real quickly, we kind of start this off usually just by asking, when did you know you wanted to be an actor? Oh man, grade school, I guess. Yeah. It was just one of those kind of natural things. I was always kind of goofing around and just always found a feeling of home on stage. And then I got to high school and actually got really shy beginning of high school. And uh, luckily we had a really cool tech theater program and I found my way onto stage through the backstage. Yeah, I learned tech theater and just loved that. And then got onto the main stage and was like, telling stories is amazing. This Mm -hmm. is just great. What were some of the shows um, you did in high school? Do you remember? Oh, man. Yeah, I actually just went back this January. My high school did the its 25th anniversary of its performing arts building. So I went back and it was a huge mashup medley of, you know, 25 years of students uh, that went through this program. And and so I reprised a song from The Mystery of Edwin Drood. I played Jasper, who's the bad guy. Yeah. And so we did uh, both sides of the coin. My friend Daniel and I, we were able to reprise our role. So it was great. Yeah. Stacy and I have talked numerous times on this podcast about how musically talented so many people on this show are. I mean, Stacy's <laughs> like, Stacy's got an amazing like Broadway belt. And then there's like all these different people. You know, Jesse Plemons, a great musician and, and guitar player. And I mean, Scott so Porter, I, yeah, Scott Porter. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. be fair, I did throw out to Jeff one time and then I completely abandoned. I wanted to make a Friday Night Lights CD and then we were going to sell it and use all the proceeds to that's, give to that's our right. charity. And you were so down and then I got busy and I'm a jerk. But Jeff <laughs> You are in. not at all. It's it's called life and it happens. It's full. <laughs> it's, you know, so it's but, but, all good. But, but with Liz Michael and all this and all these people. Oh yeah, Liz Michael could, too. I mean, there's really so many. A good CD. <laughs> so many talented musicians in this cast. I am not one of them. Jeff being one of them. (laughs) Jeff, when did the Friday Night Lights audition come about for you? I consider myself extremely fortunate in that I was down in LA. I had moved to LA Uh and had been down there for maybe, maybe a year and a half. And it was just a whole lot of nothing. Like I didn't know up from down industry wise. So pocket full of dreams kind of thing and taking acting classes. And then through an acting class, I was introduced to this manager at the time and he said all right yeah sure we'll, we'll give it a go and i think a couple months passed and then he said like hey there's this audition for it didn't seem like he was really aware of the show maybe um but he just like here i got you this this audition for the show and i, I saw it and i was just like what <laughs> friday night lights whoa it was not long after i had been in la and went in for the first audition and 
well, actually, actually, before I even did that, so I, I did my research and looking up more about the show because I remember watching it, but to get back into like catch up because I think there were a few, a couple of seasons in between where I just kind of life happened and you know as, yeah. as it does. So I got back in and, and I I looked at the character breakdown and who's this guy's dad and I saw a picture of Brad Leland and I thought. I kind of feel like I look like this guy. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you do. Whoa, this is kind of <laughs> weird. So that was a, a nice sort of thing to go in with. Yeah, I went in for the audition and it was just like, all right, here, here's me. I'm going to do it all natural and just kind of leave it there. And so I was driving away and I think I hadn't even gotten back to my apartment and I got a call from the manager saying like, so how fast can you have your bags packed for Austin? They That's really, awesome. they're really interested in you. So um, it's like in four days, you could be in a completely different city for a bit. And it was like, oh my gosh, this is all happening. So yeah, that I was I can my... imagine the minute you walked into Linda Lowy's office, they were like, oh, yep, that's it. Everybody else can go home. We're good, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, fast forward to my first day on set. It was so, so wonderful. I mean, a testament to all of you and the show itself and everyone involved of how loving and kind everyone is, you know, behind the scenes and, and in real life. And I think I was first on the call sheet for that day, which I was kind of excited for because it was like, I'm the new person. I, you know, everyone's been here for five seasons. No one else was really called for a while. But Brad Leland, he was like the first person waiting for me. And he was like, I wanted to make sure you didn't have anyone. You were just left alone. I wanted to make sure you had someone here. And I want, I wanted to be that person. It was like, oh, my heart. That's <laughs> awesome. It was so cool. Sweet. That's yeah. very broad, but it's very sweet. Did you guys yes, talk like is, yeah. family dynamics and what's the backstory stuff or like just two guys talking on a trailer? I think it was sort of its own mix of, of both. He kept asking like, do you want to talk it through? Do you want to plan it out, et cetera? Do you just want to kind of see where it goes and i'll say on the on the surface i was like oh let's just see where it goes and on the inside i was like oh my gosh oh, 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 what should the answer be but yeah i just kind of trusted my gut and like felt the vibe and also following his lead which seems very much what the show was all about which was just being authentic in the moment and letting it unfold i mean that's why they have so many cameras rolling all the time they'll catch it and yeah so give them authenticity and so it was like cool awesome this wow what a gift what a gift so do you remember yeah. what the first scene you shot was i believe it was we were in a car and uh, right buddy he's picked had, you up from the airport maybe he's or? picked me up from the airport yeah. and he's talking about what do you want to go eat you know want to go want to go eat this want to go eat that and yeah i oh, throw a couple of things past his the way dirty motors and it's all mm. empty yeah yeah you yeah and a I, brat Give him a little jab a, there. Like, but he was Ooh. a brat. <laughs> yes. Yes, he was. He I was. thought he was complicated. It's California, were, bro. Stacy and I were talking about this earlier, but there's a moment when you guys are driving down the road and there's a profile shot of both of you guys. And I'm like, dude, you look so much like a younger version of Brad. You know what I mean? <laughs> but even bonkers, in the right? bar, there was that old, the real football picture yes. of yes. Brad. Yes. And it's like, yes. But that's Jeff. What are you doing? Yes. yes, yes. There's a photo I have somewhere of, of me in life. And it was just like, I feel like this is Photoshop. This is bonkers. Yeah, and don't take this so. the wrong way because it's the ultimate compliment. I was like, and he can act. Like sometimes, <laughs> oh, no, but sometimes yeah, yeah. it happens where it's like the guy looks so much like him, they just cast him and then it's like, oh, but he can't act. And I was like, this guy can act. Like you're oh, great in all the scenes. I mean, you everything so you, that you had an opportunity to do, you were great in. But Stacy's never seen the show all the way through. So she, this is her first time going through the show. I haven't watched a lot of these episodes in, you know, 10, 12 years. And especially like the fifth season, I don't think I've ever rewatched the fifth season. So watching mm. it again, I'm like, dude, 
He's really good. <laughs> like Jeff is really oh, good. Thanks, it's thanks. funny to me oh, because dude. I only know you as like my my buddy and we talk music and stuff. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> He's a so you kind of yeah, already discussed yeah. like what, what it was like jumping into the show mid-run. Were there any hangups or anybody that was a jerk? <laughs> There's no such thing as a jerk on this show. Only angels and loving people. For real. The only hang up on the show was kind of like the big story of my real life and yes. the show. Maybe it's, I don't know if we're, oh, we're beating ahead that horse by talking we're about it. but <laughs> No, we're going to definitely talk about that. Did you play football at all growing up? I did. I did. And that actually, so even though I went to school for acting and went to LA and everything and was taking classes and like immersing myself in the in industry, I played real football and I played rugby in college and I loved it. It was great. I remember when I arrived on set for my first, I think it was like a practice scene or something like that, but I arrived on set like in gear and pads and everything like that. And I had kind of had my breath taken away because it was my first time really on a legit like TV show set. And it was so real. That's kind of sounds silly, but there's like Michael B. Jordan in there and Matt. And, and it's like, are you guys football players or your actors it was so hard to like suspend the disbelief and like oh we're, we're all pretending right long story long i played football in, in, uh, seemed, in high school in that, so in that scene it seemed like you could really run so i was like <laughs> for just a little bit and then something happened yes, um only for a yeah. few episodes so and then i wanted to talk about yeah. that so what happened is and you can elaborate on this more but you had a very unfortunate injury midway through shooting it wasn't even midway it was probably like episode six or seven or something like that of season five i've been there for two weeks and it was gonna be like this big play that buddy jr you know lands and and like kind of saves the save the game or save the moment kind of deal and in the moment like there was just just kind of a miscommunication I think and, and anyway someone ended up stepping on the back of my left heel and it like clawed down my my calf and oh. um, dug into my Achilles tendon and it just like immediately snapped in two yeah. and it felt like just someone took like a bat to the back of my leg and it was like, whoa and <laughs> it was right in the middle of like you know those just a huge huddle everyone's super excited and everyone's like yeah buddy junior good job awesome there was just no room to move in those kinds of things where you're just a bunch of guys in football gear and you're like bro right in front of each other but lamarcus sneaker was right in front of me we were like face mask to face mask and he kind of seems to be paying attention to me and he says are you okay jeff and i'm like i don't know and he and he does this kind of like sonic boom thing to kind of get people away and sort of like lets me down and he's just like I don't think he's a I don't think he's okay and like we gotta cut and immediately I'm like oh my gosh I'm a problem oh no like we're like cut 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 I'm thinking oh my gosh and so I, I look down to my to my left toe and I I'm willing it with my mind to move and I cannot move my I can't move it and I'm like oh gosh oh gosh thinking very selfishly I was like I just lost my job oh no like this is such a bummer right in came like producers and like Michael Waxman was there and Ian Bernstein they were like don't worry like we have great writers and we're gonna write this into the show and it's all gonna be good and you're gonna make it Billy's it like <laughs> if you remember right. correctly they blamed it on Billy for doing the haka yes the haka yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool, yeah. though, that Nan and Waxman would come in and be like, we're going to take you to the hospital. This is bad, but don't worry. You get to yeah, stay on the yeah. show. But just to have that security in a moment of, oh, God, I ruined everything. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's a huge, it's a game scene. It's like, from a production point of view, it's like, there are so many moving parts, like, every second, you know, 
is costing money. And it's like to be and feel like, oh man, I'm the the wrench in this engine. Yeah. Dang it. I'm so sorry. But they just came in with like love and kindness about it. And um, every scene, everyone was so supportive. And again, I'd been there for two weeks. I don't really know many people. And it was the coolest thing. I get to the hospital and then about an hour or so later, or maybe it was a couple hours, it doesn't matter, but Buddy and let's see, Gray Damon, Michael B. Jordan, Luke Cavern, yeah, that's his character name. Um, Matt Loria. Yeah, Matt Loria, yeah. And Tinker, like we had sort of like, the, there was this plan sort of, group camaraderie, I think, with them. But we'd never really gotten the chance to like meet outside the set. We haven't had too many scenes together. But um I'm at the hospital and they all show up and they're awesome. they just come into my room and they're like, hey, we just want to make sure you're you're okay. How are you doing? And they just hung out for like 10, 15 minutes and then like, you know, say goodnight. But it was like this show, man, people in this show is just Wow, it's really remarkable. It's a special thing. So, um, oh, yeah. I love that. I remember being there, man, and being like, oh, God, this poor kid. Like, what are <laughs> they going to do? Do you have any clue what your storyline was supposed to be before that? My understanding was that it was like, all right, Buddy Jr. is coming back to Dylan to essentially bond with Buddy over football. That was the trajectory. Like, he's going to become like a Rudy underdog. But actually, he's, he's got some skip in his step for a football player. He's actually pretty good. Like, yeah. cool, we can... You know, sort of knock some of that California beach bum attitude out of him and, and you know, here, like, go for it. And I kind of like to sort of, you know, turning lemons into lemonade perspective is for their story. It's kind of cool that the one thing that was sure to bond them was taken away. So now how do you guys do that? And a testament to the writers to be able to, like, how do we figure this out? And so now it's more about, like, we don't have football anymore, dad. Like, so do you accept me for me? And, and am I going to accept you for you? Like, I don't know, let's figure this out. And hmm. what a challenge. So I thought that was a really cool thing that kind of so unfolded there. Very interesting. On a show about football. That's like interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We had yeah. David Hudgens on the show and I had actually asked him that same question. And David Hudgens had told me that they were potentially now, I mean, obviously storylines change and who knows in, in this particular case, storylines had to change, but David had said that one of the things that they were thinking about doing with buddy jr was that he was going to kind of excel at football and he was going to be doing really, really well, but then he kept getting concussions and he kept getting concussions oh. and oh, concussions. That's right. and it so wasn't gonna be a concussive story they were going to do a storyline where like this kid keeps getting concussed. He's out there, he's playing his ass off and he's doing well, but he keeps getting concussions. And oh. so they were going to bring a concussion storyline into it. So maybe they had someone step on your heel on purpose. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. No, no, no. Listen, no, that, was my, that was my second question. Have we ever gotten that tape back in like slow mode and saw who it was that stepped on your on your foot? We don't oh, have to I, name names, but. Um... I, I, I don't remember. Don't recall. No, I think I was in the <laughs> middle of a, of a giant group of people. So, you know, obviously Billy's playing a coach on the sidelines. And I remember right. you going down and being like, what the hell's going on? Because it wasn't a contact play. It was supposed to be guys just celebrating yeah, yeah, a good play yeah. on the field. And so for something like that to happen, it really was a freak accident, you know, in a lot of it was, respects. It was just weird. Yeah. 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 But that's uh, really cool about the, that the concussions kind of line was already actually already set up. That's really cool to learn. Yeah. Granted, I got to tell you this, like I had moments on the show where writers were like, oh, we've got this storyline planned for Billy and Mindy or blah, 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 blah. And then the season goes by and it's like well what happened to that storyline like there was supposed to be a storyline with billy and mindy where coach and tammy kind of became mentors to them at one point in time sometimes it's like the b storyline or the c storyline and it just winds up going the way of the dodo right right did you guys shoot that that stuff and it never 
never no. made the cut or just no, like we you never guys even never... shot it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay wow okay no but it gotcha. was just one of these things that you know had been talked about and then it was like all right when is this coming and then it just never <laughs> <Right>. came <laughs> i do love that they made it billy's fault though there's something yes. poetic about that <laughs> yes i'm like this is how we're going to explain away his injury was Absolutely, billy made all yeah. the kids <laughs> do a haka and buddy jr injures <laughs> himself and then brad mm. leland of course has to have a bunch of storyline about how that idiot billy doing his yeah, stupid yeah. haka if it weren't for him <laughs> buddy jr be out there on the field right now playing football you know, yeah, um, that is great. And you continue to be the best buddy impersonator. <laughs> Thank you. I also wanted to talk about your relationship with Brad Leland, just in general, yeah. because you guys were like, it was really funny to watch because I know personally, Brad has all daughters. And there was a part of me that was like, he got the son that he's always wanted, <laughs> yeah. like Brad Leland himself, because you guys were kind of inseparable when you were on set. And it was really fun. He's just a good dude. And I know that he kind of took care of you, especially after the injury, like he made sure that- Oh, totally, you know, yeah. You weren't left out on anything because you couldn't get around as well. And, and you know- Oh no, we had, remember like nights out where we would go hear Dana sing? at cotton yes. and we're we yes. like make we need we need our jeff room for the cast and the crutches guys we're making <laughs> well, it wasn't even the crutches he had that wheel thing that roller thing uh, oh yeah the scooter thing scooter. Yep. Scooty. Yep. 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 oh man yep Ugh. i'm that guy everywhere we go that guy <laughs> terrible for you. how is that heel by the way how is your achilles tendon these days oh it's good thanks for asking it's not quite what it will it was but i mean that's the the story of, a, of the human body right and yeah get your your nicks and stuff as you go so i just turned 47 two days ago it, nothing is what it was let me just tell happy you birthday about. happy Thank birthday you, i appreciate it yeah yeah <laughs> well i'm I noticing that... i have to stretch more but yeah yes Yes, 100%. I can tell you at my age, it's like, that's the most important thing. Most important piece of advice to give anyone is stretch. So that was probably the most unfortunate story that happened to you when you were on Friday Night Lights. What was your most memorable moment, either, you know, on camera or behind the scenes? I mean, what really stands out is that moment that I, I mentioned about, like, the guys showing up at the hospital, like, as sort of a beginning of, like, this is more than a show. These are all quality people. And I don't have any specific moment to share, but it's just more of in general, what I felt like I was more witness to, because from my perspective, coming in at season five, it was like coming to the family reunion where everyone's known each other and been working together. You have like on and off camera have such strong relationships. And it was just a cool, amazing thing to watch and be welcomed into. Just the entire experience I thought was just a like, wow, what a what a cool thing. And one thing that I think that's coming to mind that I heard a lot on set from many actors and actually from everyone from crew and actors was there's just no other show out there like this. So to have this experience as my sort of first experience, it's like, okay, I'm going to log that away. And I'm sure over time, we'll come to understand what they, they mean. I feel it. But yeah, so that that's kind of my nebulous answer to that In the question. same way, it was my first show. And I was yeah, like, mine oh, too, every, basically. Everything's going to yeah. be like this, and it's not. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I'd worked on some other stuff, but not to this level and not to this degree. And so this was definitely like my first shows you know by the time you came on we'd been at it for four and a half years or whatever yeah so we might have looked like we were old pros but yeah i mean i had that same exact feeling that you did my first day on set you know and i just assumed that everything was like this and then when i started 
you know, after Friday Night Lights started working on other projects, I was like, oh, no, mm. Michael Waxman had prepared all of us for that, I think, pretty well by saying, you know, it's not like this everywhere. So, yeah. and, and I, Pete, I gotcha. and Pete Berg telling us, take this with you. And we were like, okay, but oh, now I get it. Yeah. Take this with you. And in what way have you guys take, taken it with you? I think we all kind of maybe took it differently. He said it to me when we were just Derek and Taylor were shooting their last scene and I was sobbing and he just took my face and he wiped the tears away from my eyes and he goes, Stacy, take this with you. And it's mm. been the sense of, the way that it was on Friday Night Lights, Derek talks a lot about it coming from the top down. And like, if I'm number one on the call sheet or if I'm whatever, I just want to be a part of the whole community. I want to like know the background actors and I want to know the crew and I want to know that everybody is as important as they should be there and making everybody feel a part of the thing that we're doing together. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that Stacy's exactly right. I mean, there, you know, in my career, there's only been a few times where I've been able to be at the top of the call sheet, you know, but in those times that I have, and even when I'm not like, make that person that's below you on the call sheet feel welcome, Mm -hmm. make that person that's coming on this show or this project, and it's their first day feel welcome. I just assume that's how it was done. That's how Kyle Chandler was, you know, and that's how Peter Berg was. And that's how that experience was for me. So I just assume that that's the way it was on all shows. And then you get on other shows and, you know, number one on the call, sheet doesn't talk to you and Mm. doesn't Mm. introduce himself or or herself, you know, and it's not to diss any other shows or any other projects, but there was something really special about Friday Night Lights. All of us were out of town. All of us were away from family and friends. And so the minute you came on that show, it was like, hey, man, we're all going out for drinks on Friday. You're coming with, you know, you were immediately invited. And there are shows I've worked on for three years and never been invited out to anything with any castmates. Maybe it's me. (laughs) 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 But no, I think that that's part of it. And then the other thing is just the way that Friday Night Lights worked. You know, when you have those moments where you have a little bit more power to steer how the show works. Yeah. You know, maybe incorporate a little bit more improv, incorporate that sense of what you were saying of being natural and not thinking too much and trying to keep Just getting to play. Like, yeah, just just getting to play. Getting out of our own way. You know, I feel like sometimes when you're shooting on other shows and you got to hit this mark and you're doing it 15, 20, 30 times in a row, it has a tendency to become less natural. And just to try and keep that as much as you possibly can, it's it's difficult to do. You worked on Parenthood as well. And you know that like Jason Kadams, like that's exactly what he did with Parenthood. I think Kadams Mm -hmm. has done that with almost every project that he's worked on since is this. There's been a little bit more room to play than you would have on most traditional network television dramas. Anyway, this isn't about me and my yapping. It's not. Before, like, (laughs) what do you think? Where is Buddy now? Oh, man. What has he gone on to do? Where's the whole Garrity family? Who knows? (laughs) I like to think, just right now, my instinct goes to the answer of, I like to think that he's mellowed out. He's doing something like electrician. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. And maybe that actually speaks to me too. It's just like, that sounds fun. You got your things you're doing every day and, and it's steady. And Yeah. I like to think that he and Buddy Sr. are doing okay though. Like their their relationship is solid that after all the turmoil and everything else that they finally came See, I don't know what happens in the story, but in my hopes that they're still, they get like Friday night dinners or something. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That reminds me, I did at the encouragement of my then agent, I put together this like one sheet and I couldn't like quite tell because it was like Brad and my agent and myself. And I couldn't tell if they were being serious or joking or both, but I put together this one sheet or we put together this one sheet for a show pitch to drop off at Kadem's office called Buddy Buddy. 
<laughs> and it was going to be, it was going to be this like sitcom thing where they've packed up, moved to Long Beach and they have a, like a cabana bar, like a, um, a beachside it. bar oh and it's buddy, gosh. buddy. Anyway, buddy, so, buddy. yeah, the whole, the whole back to back picture yeah. and everything, all that, you know, like father and son, here we go. I love it. Mindy and Billy better be co-stars on that show. That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah. My yeah. last question for you is going to be, what was your favorite storyline on the show that you got to shoot or that you were a part of? Oh, the episode Kingdom kind of stands out to me as like a, a really fun storyline oh, with all you guys. Spoiler for me. Oh, sorry, Stace. It's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. So are we talking about wait, the one where yeah, you guys are, are all in to... the hotel together? Right, right, right. That was an adventure. <laughs> are we allowed to talk about episodes? You, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. you absolutely sure. are because I'm the dumb dumb that never. We also warn show. everybody on here that there's going to be massive spoilers. So yeah. the show's been out okay. for right, 17 good, 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 years. Okay. It's fine. Right, right. Just making sure, just making sure. Favorite to shoot. That's probably the the one because they have a fun night. <laughs> yeah, it was like an array of sets and scenarios and, and it's like, whoa, we're here and I'm doing this now. I'm like, what? Okay. <laughs> but honestly, my mind goes to the last episode. Yeah. Always. I find it like such an effective ending to a story, but it's also not an ending. I know it's kind of like a non-answer, but like, I love the storyline of Coach and Tammy and mm -hmm. like they're the son of the entire solar system of this show and they're a team. They always balance each other and we get to see that balance go into the next chapter, which is so much of life. And then also it's like you have Tim Riggins building a thing at the end of it. Like we're witnessing growth. Like what a great shot to end on that. It's like it, it's never going to stop. It's just going to be different and changing. And so that always stuck with me is like coach has got a really great opportunity, but he honors what's most important. That's it's him and his partner and like, okay, I'm going to do that. Yeah. So that's kind of hijacked no, your question and took no, it there. That's a great answer. That's a great answer. I love it. Now, when I get to that last episode, I'm going to have to come up with something just as poignant and brilliant as what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us, buddy. Stace, you got any more questions? You good? I do. Thank you. Isn't there a website where people can listen to your music? There is not really. Well, okay. I, I've got this little music project. It's called Cover Orchestra. I do orchestral covers of popular songs, kind of classical music. So throw it on while you're reading or cooking or something like that. But it's on YouTube steps are in the process of getting it to other streaming and services but that's kind of what i'm doing musically right now so i love yeah. that i also just want to thank you guys jeff introduced me to book of mormon which is my very favorite show yeah nice also i took derek to see book of mormon and i thought he was gonna throw up when the dancing starbucks cups came out because he was laughing so hard i thought i love something oh bad good that's hysterical happen. <laughs> good good yeah, what a great just... review yeah. I, throw up. It was so good. I thought I was going to throw up it was so funny it was yeah. laughing was too much <laughs> Jeff thank you, you just, I miss your face and you're very grown up thank right you, thank he is, you. he's all grown much. up guys all great. <laughs> thank you buddy thanks so much for taking the time to join us today thank you guys that is it for season 5 episode 4 but please join us next time for season 5 episode 5 entitled Kingdom but until then Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Clear eyes, full hearts is a podcast presentation of Blackberry Media and Ritual Production. Executive producers are Stacey Rastano and Derek Phillips, Chris and Mindy Wimmer for Blackberry Media, and Steve Walters for Ritual Productions. Our producer is Miranda Param. Send your questions to Clear Eyes Full Hearts Pod at gmail.com. 
And follow us on social media. I'm on Instagram at Stacey Orstano. And I'm also on Instagram at underscore Derek Phillips. Check us out on YouTube and BlackBarrelMedia.com. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.